sometimes we're not the best at seeing ourselves at a glance and sometimes we will turn to things such as personality tests astrology notes thinking about birthdays what makes us unique or who we are today we're not going to talk about what exactly are these tests or astrology charts or anything like that but more so we're here to talk about how we use them or navigate ourselves using them there are kind of multiple sides of the coin here. There is, you know, the benefits and the joys that people can get from things like personality tests and typing and astrology notes, and it's all harmless fun. But there's also the part of it that could be harmful or just not the most insightful. By the way, happy Gemini season. According to astrology, I have a lot of Geminis in my life, or I tend to kind of interact with Geminis the most most of my life. I don't know. Say what you will about it. I'm just here to say that June is a very lively month for me. I feel like Gemini season is a friend of mine. I don't know. I mean, whether or not you follow astrology or personality tests closely, whether it's not part of your lifestyle and you would prefer it to not be part of your lifestyle, I think it's worth just discussing what it is that people tend to get out of it and why some people are so heavily drawn to things like, you know, what is the moon tonight or, you know, things like that. This is all for good fun. This episode is definitely not here to educate you on these things. We're just talking about it because I think it's fun to talk about it. a really big astrology research phase when I was, I think, I know I only really dug into it um, after high school. It's interesting because I know what the major planets or whatever mean in an astrology chart, but when it comes to the nitty gritty aspects of it, the math of it all, the numbers, the angles, whatever it is, I stay away. Astrology was a big part of how I would self-reflect and do journal entries every now and then when I was in uni. I don't really do this often now. I think growing up is just difficult when you don't really know yourself outside of a bubble that you've kind of been trapped in for a while. And for me, that was high school and being around the same people all throughout my life until I got to university. And I had this opportunity to really kind of figure out what I like, who I am, without that backstory community or just who I used to always just be habitually at school. I was at dinner with a friend from uni, I remember this really clearly, when she was talking to me about things like, oh, you're a Leo, oh, you're, um, you know, that's, that's kind of awesome, I don't know many Leos. And I was like, yeah, I'm a Leo. I don't really feel like a lot of the, I don't know, the traits that tend to be Leo attached. And she managed to convince me to put in my, my numbers and my facts and figures to develop my astrology chart, which I honestly was curious at the time. Like, what is this new thing? I don't know anything about myself objectively. And so that was the first 
I think, instance where I was reading things that were supposedly about me and I could kind of determine whether or not it was true. The only thing I remember from anything that I read during that time was I tend to focus on the bark and miss out on the entire forest. I don't know. And to this day, I think that actually is partially true. Details are things that I spend the most time on and then I forget the full big picture, like zoom out macro image of what I'm trying to do. But yeah, that was like the first time I remember sitting down with someone and it was just harmless fun, you know, like we just wanted to talk about ourselves. And also I didn't really know this friend that well at the time yet. And so I figured it was a way for me to kind of talk about myself, but have a little bit of help in talking about myself because I had no idea exactly what I was like. I just knew that I was in a new environment. I am an English major and, you know, I'm trying to make new friends and I'm trying to figure out who I am and what I like and my values and whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that's the only kind of backstory I have with astrology. Um, and then I think throughout the years at uni, there were a lot of times where I felt really isolated and alone in my studies and the way that I would study. I definitely brought it upon myself to isolate and do my studies as lonely as possible sometimes. And so I had a lot of thinking time and and I had a lot of journaling time and that's when I really picked up on journaling I think and trying to reflect and express myself in my journal when I felt like things were getting too overwhelming and I would use astrology as a way to figure out journal prompts and I guess for people who don't know <laughs> um, and this is probably the first time I'm ever really saying this to some strangers out there I am a Leo but I have a lot of Virgos in my chart um, which subjectively I think makes sense if I am to kind of know this and then connect what I know from this with my habits and behaviors and what I tend to do and how I think and communicate and all of that. Um, and it's, I don't know, I never felt confident in the way that I would, let's say, communicate. I would take a longer time to do something or want to figure out something before I act on it. And I never felt confident about it. And I felt like that was an abnormality on my part um and i guess reading about this in astrology notes um was kind of reassuring in a way at the time because you know it's not just reading my own but like having friends be open with doing our charts together and like figuring like just looking at what we have and the differences that we have and how we live our days i thought it was just very reassuring to know that everyone is different and there is no one set way to do something or interact with something or communicate and i felt very validated in the sense that i am different in this aspect there was something about that that was reassuring and so for me i think i used astrology as a way to kind of think about me but have kind of an external source to prompt that thinking, whether or not the things I read I felt were true was for me to determine. I felt like I had a lot of control in that. I wasn't really taking things blindly. You know, it's not like I was reading something going, oh yeah, that's definitely me now. I did think about it. So, and then I think personality tests, I think the most common one is the MBTI test. There's also the Enneagram. There's so many out there. There's also the color oracle, which is actually kind of fun. Um, I don't take these things as seriously as I think it might seem. Like I know 
a lot about some of these things, but I think it's because I spent a really long period of time always reading about them and not knowing that I was actually absorbing a lot of information about this, but I don't take it as seriously as it might seem. So if you feel really pressured to think a certain way, I'm definitely not here to tell you that astrology and Enneagrams and MBTI tests are the way to assess yourself. You are the best judger of what you want to kind of use as your belief system. So I did the MBTI test, I think I did it in high school once as part of a subject. I don't remember what I got, but it wouldn't surprise me if I got the same thing as I've always gotten up to this day. I'm not going to say what it is, um, mainly because I don't feel comfortable about it, which leads me to my next topic, actually, or subtopic to do with this massive topic. But I did remember taking it and there's the little section that tells you your strengths and weaknesses. And I thought that was really good in terms of allowing me to see what areas maybe I could work in. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, I think we probably feel comfort reading little descriptions about ourselves that are not made by us because we feel like at the heart of it we want to be known we want to know ourselves we also want others to know us and I think one of the the best and worst things about tests and charts like this is the way that they offer a at a glance cheat sheet of perhaps what you are on the surface level or beneath, whatever it is. Um, They do give you an at-a-glance glimpse of maybe who you are. (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of hypotheticals mainly because I'm aware that this could be a touchy subject because there are people who strongly believe in things like this and there are people who are more skeptical. There are also people who just say, you know, this is not for me. And so I just want to respect everyone, you know. Um, But anyway, back to my point. I do hesitate to kind of reveal, you know, what my results for any of these things are. Um, Mainly because I feel like it's not fair on myself for someone to be invited to make assumptions about me based on a label or a category. It feels a bit cold at times. I think it depends on who you share it with. So, So for example, I have no issues sharing it with my close friends, obviously, because I trust that they know who I am and we've gotten to know each other at our own pace and we know each other's, you know, weaknesses or dislikes and likes and who we are as personalities. And so, you know, telling your friends or your close friends what your results are for these things doesn't seem as intimidating or unnecessary, mainly because it's not the whole foundation of what they know you as. They know you as, you know, they know you from other points of contact. Contact, um, not necessarily through this test, and they can be the best judger of, you know, what parts are associated with you and what parts are not associated with you. And which brings me to one of my closest friends. We never shared any of this stuff, which is, I think, in uni, I had a habit of, and this is a bad habit. I think this is one of my flaws, actually. I had a really bad habit of really clinging onto astrology descriptions and wanting people to feel the same sense of maybe acknowledgement or reassurance from astrology notes that I maybe experienced and to see if they resonated. So I knew a lot of my friends' charts, mainly because we would share them with each other. That was, I mean, that was fun and games and it was all, it was all good, you know, nothing bad happened 
happened out of it. One of my dear friends now, I think when we first started really talking, we never really revealed. I never asked about her astrology chart or anything like that. And she never did the same for me. And I think it was a good thing because we went so far into our friendship without knowing these labels or categories that are assigned to us. And I felt more confident in the fact that I don't need to know someone's astrology chart or personality type or whatever it is to navigate a friendship or to create a meaningful connection with someone. And I can take my time and be patient and they can be patient with me as well. Because half the time, I think we share these things with other people because we fear that they don't know us. I don't know. I think we feel like it's a shortcut. So it kind of works both ways where people might ask you what your personality type is or what your astrology sign is or your rising sign, whatever it is. People might ask you about these labels that belong to you as maybe a shortcut to get to know you better or to develop an identity for you in their minds about you when they don't really know you that well. At the same time, you know, you might share your identity marker or label or type with someone else because you might fear that they don't know you and you don't want that ambiguity to exist. I'm only saying this because I am pretty sure when I was in uni, I would share this with people I just got to know and I was friends with because I feared that they wouldn't know me well enough or that I wouldn't be open-hearted enough for them to know me like it was mainly my problem but I think part of growing up is learning that meaningful connections can be formed with patience and patience is always there there's no rush there's no average speed of the pace it takes to know someone we might find that personality type tests and astrology signs and astrology charts and readings give a shortcut whether it's to someone else or whether it's for someone else to know you and i will say that the human experience in terms of forming connections and socializing can be very isolating and lonely. You are in charge of being open enough so that people can get to know you and you can know other people. And sometimes it's hard, right? Like especially growing up when you are, let's say, in the hearth of your teenage years. It's hard to navigate school, grades, forming communities, but also finding time to figure out who you are and where you belong without that community that you're around every day. And it's difficult to form an identity when you have so many things that you're juggling all at once, or at least that was what I struggled with. I felt like a stranger to myself a lot of the time, and I think that made everyone around me confused because I wasn't open-hearted with them, mainly because I didn't know what I needed to be open about. And I think at the heart of it, I only knew things like, oh yeah, I'm a Leo, and that's about it. And I felt very un-Leo, so I was like, okay, that's not, I don't think that's a reliable kind of thing to go by. And I think rising signs are interesting because it's how you present yourself to others. It's not exactly what you are, or at least that's what I think I love learned from the websites and the people that I've talked to. The rising sign is what you present outwards to the world and the people around you. And it might not necessarily coincide with who you are. And I think knowing that made me feel more comfortable reading up about my rising sign and like knowing other people's rising sign because it's like the surface level of who you are. 
apparently. Mine is not Leo, but it is a different sign and it makes a lot of sense. And then there are times where I'm like, oh, actually, I think at the heart of it, I am a Leo. There are times where I will impulsively do stuff or I will be stubborn or I will maybe overreact or overdramatize my reactions towards, let's say, something bad happening to a friend or someone disrespecting my friend. Um, I am told to calm down quite a lot. But these are things that emerge over time. I don't know. I take it with a grain of salt. So my flatmate that I lived with for like the past less than a year, I think, friend and flatmate, it's weird to just call her my flatmate, basically. Isabel and I cannot be more different in terms of our habits and what we do in our daily lives, Um, but we have the same job, which is being a teacher. And Isabel is a Libra. But we also had like a discussion, I think, about, I don't remember when this was. I think this was over one of our many, like, we will cook our own dinners, but then just eat it in the same space because <laughs> we never crave the same thing. But I remember her talking about how her MBTI personality test has changed dramatically and drastically after five years. And I think this kind of hits the nail of what we should see personality typing as, um, just as a snapshot of you in this moment in time, not you permanently. You know, you're allowed to grow, you're allowed to change. And it might not be who you are forever, right? We are always influenced by those around us, environments, situations, circumstances, our own chapters, what we have to live through. And yeah, I found it interesting because I personally have not had my type change in the past five years. I'm pretty sure it stayed the same and I've taken it a lot, mainly because, I don't know, sometimes I forget what these descriptions say about me. And I guess this is my one Leo trait. Like, I just want to read about me from an objective point of view. So my typing hasn't changed. And I found it really interesting that Isabel's changed dramatically after five years, which obviously means that, you know, any circumstances or scenarios or chapters that she's lived through have shaped her to be different and mold and change and adapt. And it's very Libra of her to constantly be open to change and welcome change. And I think that's one of her strengths. And I think after knowing that, um, not necessarily the typing of her personality type, but just knowing that how it has appeared to her in terms of like the change in results and whatnot was just further kind of affirmation that you are allowed to change, you are allowed to grow. And these little, you know, quizzes and stuff like that, they're just, they're they're fun, you know? It's sometimes fun to just kind of gain some insight about you that may or may not be true. You can decide. The hope is that you reach a point where you can say, this does pertain to me, this does talk about me, and this doesn't talk about me, this does not pertain to me, similarly. Right. I get overwhelmed sometimes when my algorithm kind of pops up with things like, oh, predictions or oh, this and that. I personally draw the line at predictions. I I don't know about anyone else, but I cannot. I cannot know a prediction of something because then I think I either unhealthily overthink it or I gain some sort of um, self-fulfilling prophecy that I don't want about anything, especially on any feed from any social media platform I have. I get really nervous when I see the word predictions for astrology signs. I just scroll past it immediately. I don't even look at it. It's partially to do with just like, I want to be okay with things as they come to me. I don't want to have to predict things. 
because it kind of stresses me out. And sometimes, you know, whether or not they're accurate, right? Like that's a different story, but I just don't even like to entertain the fact that it could be accurate or false. Um, A couple of you guys helped me out and you also mentioned when you kind of take things with a grain of salt. And so I wanted to just kind of read through some of them. So someone said, when I can trust myself and my intuition, I absolutely agree. I think there's something to say about, you know, being at a stage where you feel like you can maybe trust yourself and navigate yourself. It's kind of like this stuff could be just a head start. It's like the training wheels of like a bike. And then you take the training wheels off and it's like, all right, it's just me now. Juliet said, um, I have never relied on them, which I think you go girl. Honestly, really applaud people who just don't rely on these things. I think it's really healthy, actually, to not. But that's a different kind of story. She also said that she doesn't remember what they say about her. Okay, someone said, I honestly just use astrology as a form of entertainment. But as a Gemini, I kind of believe MBTI. I don't know my Enneagram, though. Happy Gemini season to you. Someone said, I love to forage only what resonates in the moment and don't actively seek out readings. Yeah, this goes with what I think I just said about not wanting to find out predictions and stuff like that. I know that there are tarot cards that are assigned to your birth date, which was actually fun for me to kind of research. Will I say they 100% resonate with me? Not really, but I think it's nice to, I don't know, I just like having something that is assigned to my birth date. I feel like that's, it feels, it feels nice. It's like, oh, this is my tarot card. There's also a response that says that the line is drawn when they start dictating life decisions, especially if you could hurt others or yourself. It's a no-no. They're just nice to resonate with when using them as prompts for self-exploration. And I think a lot of you guys kind of gave responses along the same lines. I think you're probably at a stage where you just kind of use it to reflect on yourself more than navigating external circumstances that shouldn't be in your control. When I am in a good place in life, I use them more to reframe negative situations. That's interesting. I prefer to look at astrology notes when I am at a distance from them. So for example, the predictions thing, right? Like I feel like it's too close in my timeline for me to be reading this. But if it's just like generalizations or talking about past events, I'm like, okay, this is not that bad because it's away from me now. And I can just in hindsight kind of reflect, see if it pertains to me. Someone says they draw the line when it says something bad. <laughs> um, yeah, there, you know, there are those threads on, there are threads out there that say like, oh, this is a roasting the signs thread. And every now and then I like making fun of myself and I will go into one of those threads just to like see if they really pulled out one of my weaknesses. Half the time it's just like funny. That's funny. Yeah, I guess when it says something really bad, maybe about someone else that I know. I don't like thinking about people in a way where it's like, oh, they have that flaw because they are, because they are Gemini. Which by the way, Geminis don't deserve all the hate that they get. Most Geminis don't deserve all the hate that they get. But I'm also saying this as a Leo. So I guess 
I'm feeding the stereotype of Leos and Geminis just get along. Yeah, when others use it as an excuse to be mean, like just saying things like, oh, of course they're like this, they are a Leo, or of course they're like this, they are a Gemini, of course they're like this. It's just, we need to not use these things as excuses for people's actions or words that they have control over. There is a difference between people are who they are and they like what they like versus people will intentionally say things and intentionally project themselves in a certain way to get something. Like, I don't know if that's clear. I think the latter half could have been wordsmith a bit better, but I think it's terrible to use it as an excuse for something that could have accountability. Um, one of my friends said, I'm an Aries and apparently it's quite obvious that I'm an Aries, but also I think there's so much to say about astrology. What I don't like is how social media kind of uses it to just categorize everyone based on some stereotypes. Like, I get that we like to categorize things, but aside from my sign, there are many other aspects that make up who I am. I don't know, sometimes it weirds me out when people make it their whole personality. I agree. I think she worded it really well. Yeah, it's like there are other kind of parts of me or accomplishments or, you know, things that I've managed to to do or say or make that make up who I am. And it's not just what I'm born as. <laughs> like, at what point do we kind of take the reins and say, I can choose how I form and create my life and what I do and not have what I'm born as or who I'm born as dictate the entire pathway I have in front of me. That's how I see it. I don't know. I think I'm just not very good at letting go of control. And so when I know that my creation of my own identity is not my control anymore and someone else can make assumptions of me and make up my identity in their eyes, I get a bit antsy or I feel a little bit weird if they're making up my identity by referring to something very rigid and very categorical like astrology or personality typing, which by the way, you have your astro signs stereotypical traits. You also have non-stereotypical traits despite being your astro sign. One of my non-Leo behavior traits might be the fact that I don't really like being perceived. I like choosing what attention I, I draw to myself, but I don't like all attention. I also am perpetually in an art block. I don't create for months and months and months, and then I do yeah, I think there are positives and negatives to doing things like personality tests, astrology tests. Recently, let's talk about something that is definitely harmless and is a fun kind of trend that's popping up to do with taking quizzes about yourself. That is not BuzzFeed quizzes. Let's talk about you quizzes. I love a good you quiz. How did I discover you quiz? My friend O, Juliet and I, sometimes we will just send each other links to you quizzes that are very silly. Sometimes they call you out. Sometimes they reframe your brain a little bit. Sometimes they're just humorous. Um, sometimes they give you a little scenario or a little object that is yours. It's 
kind of like you are aware when you're taking the U quiz that this is made by someone who could not possibly know what you're like or who you are. And so you kind of accept the fact that the results are just results. And if they connect with you, then that's just a bonus, or at least that's what I think. And I think one of the funniest things about U quiz is at the bottom in the results page, they tell you the percentage of the amount of people who have gotten a certain result. And when I get a result that a lot of people have gotten before, I tend to take the quiz again just because I want to know what one of the novel results are, if that makes sense. But U quizzes are hilarious and sometimes they're really enjoyable. I think I took one that was like walk through a haunted house or walk through a haunted mansion and I'll tell you what your fate is or what your ending is or something like that. And it was a very storytelling-esque U quiz. There was also one that was like, let me assign you an object based off of your choices of the questions or something like that. It was just a lot of fun. And so if you do want to take personality tests, but one that is definitely not as taken seriously, take a U quiz, choose a U quiz and take it and share it with your friends and get them to share their results with you and see what it is. Yeah, on that note, I'm going to keep this episode simple. I think I just wanted to talk about maybe why we might turn to these things like personality quizzes, enneagrams, tarot cards, astrology signs. When we're going through, let's say, a moment of brain fog or just identity fog, you know, anything like that. It's Dragon Boat Festival, so by the time you listen to this, it won't be anymore, but on the day I'm recording this, it's my friend's birthday tomorrow, and I'm really excited. We're gonna have some awesome lemonade, hopefully, and we will also have some awesome food and watch an awesome movie, which may or may not be a nostalgic resurgence of a franchise. Yeah, have a lovely evening or a lovely day or a lovely afternoon. Pick one, tag yourself, and I will talk to you next week. Wholeheartedly, Clara.